0: ah there i am i forgot to change my background let me see if i can still change it otherwise we're rolling with the clydesdale media oh no nope, i can still change it what's up guys welcome back to fit body secrets where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration motivation and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey and if you guys are watching me on youtube if I look really tired and puffy, it's because I am. <laughs> I have been working so many hours right now. It is not even funny. Between, I don't even know how I'm keeping up with my training right now because I literally have been busting my ass on this fat loss frameworks masterclass, um, getting all the modules together. And I have been so, so unbelievably excited that I just cannot stop working like every single day. And it's like, and then in between that, I get messages and stuff. And it's just like, I feel like I'm on this constant hamster wheel. And today, after this podcast, I am going to work out. And then I am headed to Orlando for the nutrition coaching summit, which I'm super excited for. Um, So I'm going to be busy all this weekend. So literally, I am taking some time next week to relax a little bit when I come back home. um, Because I am just like, whew system overdrive. And before I go into today's topic, uh, it's funny cuz one of my clients had mentioned to me she's like, "Cheryl, how does stress affect things? Like how does stress impact our our weight and such?" I'm like, "Well, it doesn't really impact your weight per se like so she was talking about like is it, it is, does it make it harder to lose weight? What it really does is it impacts your appetite and such, but stress often will trigger cortisol to go higher which can trigger water retention. So, but that usually doesn't last. So like right now with me, my weight's been up like three or four pounds every day this week, and I haven't changed anything with my diet or my training. It's pretty consistent, um, aside from maybe just feeling a little bit more tired in it, which could be affecting my energy output. But yeah, so stress does affect things a little bit. Um, Anyway, today's topic, I actually wanted to talk about it in a podcast. I sent an email about this topic, um, I think two weeks ago. And I got a lot of responses and I felt like I would just bring it to my podcast because I feel like you guys would also get value out of it. Um, and also if you guys are signing up for my fat loss frameworks, this is some of the stuff that you guys are going to be learning about and getting more tips and tricks on because obviously fat loss is a temporary phase, but we want to be able to make it the most effective as possible. And learning how to navigate appetite in a fat loss phase is a science and a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not really a science. I don't know. Like I said, guys, I'm friggin' tired. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to keep my shit together today for this, but I'm going to try. I'm going to pull it together because I want to do this today. Uh, I want to get on the road. I got a lot on my mind. And today I want to talk about how to help you guys lose fat without eating less. Okay. So first things first, I want to talk to you guys about losing fat. Okay. What does it take to lose fat? All right. So we've heard this whole calorie deficit, calorie deficit. I've got to create a calorie deficit what exactly is a calorie deficit and and how do we actually lose one pound of fat? Take it my coffee. This is also my pre-workout pre-workout and coffee. So um, all right, so when we're talking about fat loss, okay to lose a pound of stored energy, we have to have a calorie deficit of 3500. So, I want you to think of this, I like losing using like a credit analogy or like a money analogy because it makes most sense to people is essentially we don't want a negative bank account, but with fat loss, we want a negative bank account. So essentially we want to have a negative 3,500 calories. So what this typically is going to be the, the uh, equation of is your energy burn per day um, subtracted from, or the amount of energy you consume. So if you burn 2,200 calories on average per day, because we're talking about averages here, um, and then you're taking in 1,700 calories per day, you've now created an average of a 500 calorie deficit per day. That would equal one pound a week. Now you guys can understand why when you get so frustrated by only seeing a pound loss, that's really freaking expensive, right? 3,500 calories is expensive. And on the flip side of things, if you freak out when the scale jumps up three three pounds in a day, now you can justify you likely didn't eat an extra 10,000 calories that day on top of your maintenance calories to gain three pounds of fat, right? So thinking about it that way also helps you guys out a little bit. So 3,500 calories equals one pound. So to lose one pound of fat, we've got to create a 3,500 calorie deficit. Now, the trickiness of this is compensation and such. And I don't want to get into this whole, whole topic on that, but our body does compensate. We don't always burn the same amount of calories. If our foods are different, food, label, like, go into all that things, all those things. But I really want to talk to you guys about how to lose fat without eating less, all right? So let's just say you want to lose 20 pounds of fat. We need to create a 70,000 calorie deficit over the course of time, okay? So don't think so much about one day or two days. We don't want perfection. We want consistent calorie deficit over time. And so for our goal is to create a 70,000 calorie deficit to lose 20 pounds. We have to be realistic about how long it's going to take us. And it really comes down to how strict we are with our nutrition, our tracking habits, our calorie counting, whatever it is, you know, how motivated we are in the gym, how how frequently we go to the gym, how, how much we actually prioritize this goal. You don't have to be all in on it all the time. If you want to be a little bit more lax about it, it's just going to take a little bit longer. You have to know the basics and know that you're on it, in it for the long haul. People that are more dedicated and dialed in are going to be a little bit faster. And I'm going to be honest, faster is not always better. I often see these people burn out and they end up regaining the weight. So I think that somewhere in the middle is the, is the even place. Okay. So a couple of things we have to think about when we're creating this calorie deficit. Number one is we never want to start super low because our body adapts that i know i'm getting into a different topic here but this is going to be important for keeping you satiated um we always want to start higher and then we can kind of bring things down slowly and that's going to allow us the most uh and also optimizing the calories we're eating so if we're just focusing on calories we're not focusing on food quality or macros we often won't be as satiated okay so these are things that are going to help you guys understand why macronutrients and food quality is important as long as long or along with calories. We want to have all three things dialed in to ensure that your fat loss phase is not miserable and that it's actually effective for losing fat and not muscle, all right? So, when it comes to eating enough, we have two different metrics that we're taking a look at. Number one, we've got calories, okay? A lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm not eating enough to lose weight." yada yada yada. We're talking about their calories. Their calories are too low to lose weight. What they're referring to is they've likely been under eating for a very long period of time. And now their current intake, their body is maintaining on. So now it's like really hard for them to lose weight. They have to learn how to eat enough calories. But there's a second metric when it comes to eating enough and that's food volume. And people don't always think about this. I can consume more food volume on less calories, or I can consume more calories on less volume. And when it comes to fat loss, you want to feel fed. You want to feel full. Now, there are some nutrients that are going to trigger different hormones to make us feel a little bit more satiated, but realistically, we're talking about like visually we eat as well as, you know, physically eating. So what we see on the plate, like when you put a plate of food out, you're like, oh, that's a lot of food, right? You've, you've said that to yourself. Like that is also part of fat loss. We want to optimize that because you do eat with your eyes. Okay. So there's two metrics when it comes to eating enough, eating enough calories and eating enough volume. Okay. Eating enough calories and from the right foods is going to ensure that we are getting enough nutrients in our fat loss plan, but a food can be high in calories yet small in portion sizes. So take in consideration things like uh, a tablespoon of oil. Oils are very healthy, um, but they're also very dense in calories. The volume of that would go very unnoticed if it was eaten or not eaten. I can easily take away a tablespoon of oil and not notice a difference. I can add a tablespoon of oil and not notice a difference. This is where restaurants can become a place for people to get too many calories from. Volume, on the other hand, is eating enough volume in our meals to ensure that we our body is feeling full after a meal. And a food can be high in volume, but not so high in calories. Take, for instance, four cups of cooked broccoli. I that you want to sit there with a bowl of broccoli. But four cups of cooked broccoli is about a 1,000 calories. Looks a lot like a lot more food and feels like a lot more food than that tablespoon of oil. Okay, so you're likely going to feel a little bit bloated. And very full after having that those four cups of broccoli now these are two extremes we're not always going to be eating just four cups of broccoli but this is also why in a fat loss plan you should be eating more vegetables at your main meals because they are going to leave you feeling more satiated. and in reality that's a habit that everybody should do whether you're trying to lose fat or not okay um so that's really the two main things and understand the difference between food volume and calories both of them are technically like eating enough right eating enough calories not necessarily related to volume eating enough volume, not necessarily related to calories. But the most, most important thing is we're trying to create a calorie deficit. So our goal is to minimize calories while maximi- while maximizing food, food volume. And I shouldn't say minimizing calories, but being able to stick within our calorie deficit budget. So here's the first thing that I want you guys to understand when it comes to learning how to eat for fat loss and ensuring that you're going to be satisfied you have to think a little bit ahead of time, okay? First question you're gonna ask yourself is when you're choosing a food, what is the serving size and the amount of calories per serving? You wanna be a detective by reading food labels, okay? So if you're like, I'm hungry, I want some dark chocolate, and you have one piece, but you really want five, so you start eating more of them, you realize you're like consuming a lot of dense calorie foods, and it's not leaving you satiated for that serving size, okay? Sometimes you're gonna want a piece of dark chocolate, but realizing that like the volume of that isn't that much, you're going to have to be smart about how you um, obviously fit those foods in and also learning to find replacements for them sometimes. And I'm going to go over some strategies on this later on. Okay. Two, I already kind of said this, so is, is that serving size going to be enough for me to be satisfied? You look at the package, you're like, man, one of these, you know, perfect bars is 300 calories. Eh, that's probably not going to leave me feeling very satiated. I should probably eat something different. Or you know what, if I eat this, I'm not going to have enough calories later on for anything else. So I better find something a little bit different to eat now. So you want to be a little bit smarter about your food choices by thinking ahead. Okay. When you take the time to think ahead, you eliminate the You're actually being proactive, not reactive. Okay, you're 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 able to actually reward yourself versus like oh now I've got to punish myself. Essentially, like when you eat too much too early on, now you're like oh crap, I'm either going to have to go over my calories or I'm going to have to be hungry later on. So we want to make sure that we are taking the time to be able to um, think ahead. This is where people run into the problem of they just like just eat winging, they just wing it, they just kind of eat whatever they want, whatever they want. They don't take time to think about things taking some time to be thoughtful about what you're going to eat. You don't have to plan your whole day ahead of time. That's helpful. But like, just before you eat, think about it. Like what's the serving size? How hungry am I? Is this going to leave me satiated? Or am I going to feel like I want something else? Is this going to throw me over on my calories to where later on I'm hungry? Like what's going to happen if I eat this food? And now it's going to give you some strategies to kind of, you know, figure things out. Okay. Same thing when you're preparing your meals and your meal preps, and you're using ingredients, is like, are these ingredients really worth the calories? You know, so a lot of times things like sauces and dressings can be super high in calories. And just eliminating those is also going to help you save calories so that you could have more food volume. Um, eliminating those things like oils, uh, I like to use like the sugar free barbecue sauces, sugar free teriyaki sauces, because they are a lot lower in calories. Um, and that's also going to help you not changing food volume. So, this is where this all comes into play with helping you out. If you are looking to lose fat and even before tracking anything, right, you could take a look at some of these foods that you might be consuming and some of these ingredients that you might be including in your diet and just start swapping them out for lower calories. And then before you know it, you can remove calories from your diet and lose fat. Okay. So, um, I'm going to kind of go over a couple of food swaps for you guys today and, and kind of show you, just how unbelievably impactful this can be. And I actually, if you're watching on YouTube, um, I do have a, it's nothing fancy, but I do have the list that I gave to my um, uh, to my emailers. So give me a second, I'm gonna pull it up. Let me see if I can also make it bigger. Is there a way to make this bigger? I don't know if I can. Well, hopefully you guys can see this. All right. So what I've done here is, as I mentioned, to lose 20 pounds of fat, you've got to create that 70,000 calorie deficit. And what I've showed you guys here are some of the ways people are not realizing that they're consuming calories and that just by changing up a few things, they can change the amount of calories they're consuming and not change the amount of food that they're eating. Okay. First one I have on here is coffee. Guys, I'm drinking coffee right now this coffee has about hmm, maybe 30 calories in it. Okay. Coffee syrups and creamers. Okay. I see these in my client's journals all the time. Sometimes they're taking up 150 calories just from carbohydrates. Okay. That's 36 That's over 30 carbs, you know? So like thinking about it that way, what I could do for, with 30 carbs, that's a serving of pretzels. That's a serving of popcorn. That's a serving of oatmeal. Okay. Just by removing sugar, um, so the standard sh- uh, pumps of sugar, I'm sorry, s- syrup in a Starbucks latte for like a, a grande is going to be about 80 calories or 20 grams of carbs. If you just switch to sugar-free, you save those 80 calories and about 20 grams of carbs. Over the course of 16 of, of six months, you would have saved 13,440 calories just by switching from a sugary creamer to a no-sugar, sugar-free creamer. Okay. This is where you guys don't realize the small details will end up adding up to big results. Okay. Changing your choice of milk. One cup of whole milk in a latte is 150 calories. Switching to skim milk will save you 11,000 calories. So just by changing your coffee in the morning, if you are a sugary coffee drinker, you could save about, let's see, 13,000 plus 11,000. That's 23,000. That's almost 24,000. No. No. That is about 24,000 calories in six months just by changing out your coffee from whole milk to skim milk and sugary creamer to a sugar-free creamer, okay? A simple one, a lot of people on here don't drink soda, but if you did, one can of Coke has 140 calories. One can of Diet Coke has zero calories. Over the course of six months, you would have also saved 23,000 calories, (laughs) That's insane, right? Like just one simple thing. And that's if you're only drinking one Coke a day, all right? Candy, a big one. As an adult, I don't, I don't really do the candy thing. It doesn't really do it for me. And I'm talking about like the sugary candy, like Starburst, gummy bears, things like that. But people do consume them. Skittles, nerds, 15 gummy bears is 130 calories. Okay. If I remove those, and this is not going to be the same thing, but if I had two sugar-free jellos instead, kind of like similar taste and texture, I would have only had 20 calories over the course of six months. That would have been 15,000 calories saved. And that's if I only had 15 gummy bears a day. Okay. Here's another one. Let's just say you want to eat more food on less calories, tortilla chips. Everybody loves tortilla chips. The average serving of tortilla chips for 150 calories is about seven to eight chips. I don't know about you. That's like a tease, okay? 150 calories, seven chips. I could have three and a half cups of Smart Pop popcorn for less calories and more volume, okay? Calories saved over the course of the month, 15,000, all right? Condiments is a big, big, big one. Things like mayonnaise, full fat dressings. One tablespoon of mayo has 100 calories. By simply switching to mustard, I'm only going to have five calories and would have saved 16,000 calories over the course of six months. Now you guys can see how things really, really, really add up. Okay, Thinking about how all these calories are added into your diet and you can just simply swap them out and never change how much you're eating and you will still lose weight. Another condiment, full-fat ranch dressing. And really any kind of full-fat dressing is going to be 130 to 150 calories. You like creamy dressings? So do I. I do the bolthouse House Farms Ranch. No, it's not the real thing, but it's only got 45 calories, and I feel pretty good about it. 14,000 calories saved over the course of six months by simply swapping your full-fat ranch dressing to a low-fat yogurt-based dressing. A few other things I have on here. Barbecue sauce, switching to sugar-free, saves you 10,000 calories. Pancake syrup. Switching to sugar-free saves you 30,000 calories. Peanut butter, I'll be honest, don't touch my peanut butter. I love my peanut butter. (laughs) Um, But if I'm in a fat loss phase and I like my peanut butter, switching switching to powdered peanut butter will save me uh, about 140 calories a day, 23,000 calories over the course of six months. Wow. Big one here, removing oil from cooking, you save 120 calories a day. Or whenever you use it. Like that's an easy one. That's crazy, right? That's I'm not even touching the iceberg here. I'm still I'm still going down the list. Okay. Protein swaps. And guys, if you want to copy of this, I don't mind giving you a copy of this. So you can kind of use it to use your, it's actually probably helpful for you guys to have to be able to use in your own diet, you know, if you want to have like a list of these to kind of when you're going to the grocery store or whatever. Okay, protein swaps, whole eggs. Nothing wrong with whole eggs. Whole eggs are very, very healthy, but high in calories. Switching to egg whites is gonna save you 6,000 calories over the course of six months. Ground beef, swapping from a high fat beef to a lean beef is gonna save you 18,000 calories over six months. Full fat ribeye steak, amazing. Switching to top sirloin saves you 30,000 calories, okay? Awesome things here. Going down the list, okay, some other things I put on here are bread swaps. A, A white flour tortilla typically has about 210 calories. Swapping to a low-carb tortilla is going to save you about 100 calories, give you more fiber, and save you about 15,000 calories over the course of six months. By the way, more fiber equals also less of those calories is actually also absorbed. So you actually absorb less of those calories. Bread swap, same thing. Switching from a white bread to a high-fiber wheat bread is going to save you about 18,000 calories. Going into some more easy swaps, cheese, Cheese and dairy, love cheese and dairy. Cheese and dairy aren't bad. If your body tolerates it fine, have dairy in your diet. But guess what? Switching from full fat cheese to a fat-free cheese is going to save you 27,000 calories over the course of six months. Ice cream, all right. Sometimes you want the real thing, but most of the time we just want something sweet. Switching from a Ben and Jerry's to a Halo Top. I even put a little recipe here. Ben and Jerry's milk and cookies versus a half a cup of the Halo Top with a Chips Ahoy crumbled in. Is going to save you about 120 calories per day and 50,000 calories over the course of six months. So you could have a little ice cream treat every single day and still lose weight. Okay, so as you can see, lots of ways for us to make to make different changes to our diet without ever changing the amount of volume that we are consuming. We are literally just changing the types of foods we eat, and that's going to allow us to keep the same amount of food volume. Okay, so. If we did the math and we removed simple things, let's just say you want, so here's, I give you guys an analogy or an, analogy, an example. If you wanted to lose 20 pounds and we need to remove those 70,000 calories from your diet, okay, and we don't want to sacrifice the amount of food you're eating. Remove cooking oil from your daily routine, 20,000 calories. Switch from eggs to egg whites, another 6,000 calories. Switch from full fat to low fat dressing, 14,000 calories. Switch from your sugary coffees and creamers, To sugar-free, thirteen thousand calories. Switch from white bread to high fiber, low uh, low calorie bread. Eighteen thousand calories. That would be a whopping seventy-two thousand calories saved over the course of six months without ever changing how much you are consuming. Boom. Okay, I'm gonna stop sharing that now. If you guys want a copy of it, just let me know. So the main purpose here was to show you guys is that when it comes to, well, two things. One is if you're trying to lose fat, we got to create a calorie deficit. All right. And staying in a calorie deficit is a lot more is a lot easier if we're satiated. And sometimes if we only focus on numbers and we don't think about volume, the types of foods and other things, we miss out on how good we could feel in our fat loss phase. And what I wanted to really showcase is that it doesn't take a whole bunch of sacrifice in order to be able to lose fat. It just takes a little bit of thought. So maybe try some of those swaps out. And like I said, if you want a copy of that, just let me know and I'll send it over to you because just making some smart swaps, you might find that you are more satiated and also see faster fat loss. And it's crazy when you look at how much those calories add up. And on the flip side of things, okay, as you're going throughout your day and you're, and you're listening to these things that I'm talking about, see how frequently you're using those things. Like how often are you having two coffees a day with sugary stuff in it? You know how often are you using these ingredients that if you just swap them out, you're going to start to create more of a calorie deficit without ever having to track anything? Like, that's the first part, right? So, hopefully, this episode was helpful for you guys today. Um, I want to record my next episode on in body stuff because I've had some people ask me about that after my Instagram post. I was going to record that one today, but I want to show you guys some statistics and stuff, so I want to get all that stuff together for you. Um, and we're going to rock it from there. So, I'm going to be in a nutrition summit this week. I'm so excited guys. If you want to sign up for my fat loss frameworks program and get more information like this, it is free. Um, I was originally going to charge for it, but I'm going to do this first beta test, um, free and I'm going to launch it four times a year. So it's going to be open enrollment four times a year. This first one is going to be free. Um, signups, we are sending out all the details uh, today and tomorrow. So you still have time to sign up. Um, I am going to be personalizing your nutrition goals for you. And uh, we're we're starting next week. Our first group call is next Thursday. And it goes from October 22nd through November 18th. So if y'all have any questions about that, let me know and we'll rock it. So see y'all in the next episode.